Thank you very much for tuning in to the Dallas Design Sprints podcast. I am your host, Robert Scrobe, and on today's show, I'm featuring Anna Sorbian. She is a principal user experience designer over at Intiv and has been running her own experience design consultancy for over six years. She's recently been doing design sprint facilitation and practicing service design. I was surprised and delighted to find out about her background in user experience and how in-depth it was, touching on research, facilitation, strategy, ideation, prototyping. It was really interesting to get her take on experience design and where it's going, as well as her interest in design sprints and where she's taking that into the future. I hope you enjoy the conversation, and we'll see you soon. Anna Sorbian, thank you very much for coming on the Dallas Design Sprints podcast. Oh, thank you, Robert. It's kind of exciting for me. Yeah, thank you for having me today. You are the principal user experience designer at Intiv. I've been <laughs> with them just under two years. You're based out of Poland. You're in Warclaw. So you do a lot of activities related to experience design. I mean, you're, you have experience in design research, UX strategy, facilitation, ideation, user testing, prototyping, human-centered design. Uh, is there anything you don't do, anything that you rather not do when related to experience design, or are you pretty broad and deep in a lot of these topics? I started with a broad range of activities as a UX designer. And uh, in the early days, I was involved in pretty much every activity UX designer can be involved, like from the research phase up to the UI design and delivering assets to developers. But right now, I'm rather not involved in delivering this high, uh, high fidelity stuff um, I'm pretty much um, focused um, around uh, facilitation strategy, working with companies or with people and spreading, uh, spreading the information and the knowledge about design sprints, design thinking activities and process. So I, I moved towards the central and early stages of the design process. So how, what's been the reception around design sprints and service design with clients and peers that you've been working with? Yeah, uh, so basically, um, um, I will just start with the companies and our uh, clients uh, who were offered uh, and advised to use, for example, design sprints. So uh, there were basically two approaches. Uh, one is that they were, will, uh, they were very eager to start with, um, with the concept and the idea, but um, it was not the thing that should be performed, in fact, at the stage of the project that they were in. So... Of course, the design sprint, it's not a cure for all ailments uh, and it's not a um, magic, magic potion to solve all the problems that arise. So for them, it was a perfect idea, but not for the moment in the project that we're just uh, conducting. And um, other uh, companies um, were very interesting and the people that are interested and people who were involved with our company were simply um, really, uh, really 
they felt the idea, but the working culture were, uh, was not ready for such a way of working. And it is an idea that I can just develop maybe uh, later in the conversation that the company culture really enables, uh, needs to enable uh, the way of working in a design sprint. And of course, there were those who were simply receptive and we conducted a couple of sprints in an intimate company uh, for the clients and the effects, of course, were amazing, not only for, um, for the project itself, but the whole company because the word uh, was spreading around the company. And uh, for example, designers I'm working with, um, they are just taken by the, by the idea totally as it works simply for the cases uh, if it's applied correctly. So what if you have planned for the first part of next year? If you're moving forward with design sprint facilitation and you see a real interest in it, and I know you're interested in it, yeah. uh, you're part of the same groups that I am, uh, what do you hope to do? Um, really, um, one, uh, one of the things that is ahead of me really is like design sprint pitching to the client and showing them the value again and working probably with um, lightning decision gems and freeing me from conducting this session and training others uh, to allow them to showcase uh, their design sprint process in a form of lightning decision gem. So it is one of my goal to um, spread the words not only by, um, by the designers who are involved in pitching to clients and selling them the idea of the design, but also to make the idea live outside the design department. So is this coming from you or is this something that the company that you're representing, is this something that they're putting forward as an option that clients can basically choose from? Um, as a digital transformation agency, in fact, because we are working as such uh, right now, uh, we, um, we perceive ourselves as design-driven. So our customers, our clients are served not only with uh, the digital solution, but we are starting the work up front with the design concepts. And um, this is the tool that is simply a perfect way to start the project to just ignite the power of design at the very beginning to make the whole concept work better for clients to simply do better stuff uh, in a better way actually because it is the way I perceive the sprint works. How do you see it evolving next year? Do you foresee yourself mixing and matching different aspects of the design sprint or are you someone that likes the process as it is from start to finish to a certain extent? Oh, definitely. Uh, you struck the right chord. Uh, I believe that the sprint, uh, the design sprint is a set of, it is, it is a tool set that can be adjusted to the need. And uh, I don't treat it as a um, plug and play solution for every case. And I stress it a lot during my uh, daily, daily work, uh, especially when it comes to research phase. For example, I think that if we start working with a customer, with a client that, um, whose business is, um, is a simply um, 
has intricate business architecture behind it. We cannot just start with the first day of the design sprint. We need to prepare. So for example, when I preparing the material and the people for the design sprint, I believe that we need to, of course, start with different activities, but we can get inspired by the way the sprint proceeds. And I believe that the core principles that lie at the very, uh, at the very bottom of, or maybe at the heart of the design sprint, can be applied to many different uh, parts of the process. And, I, um, and these are the things that can be applied also um, simply uh, as a principles that move things forward and uh, not and not only to the tasks and uh, exercises involved in the design sprint for example if i am teaching uh, companies um, the tool sets uh, from the design thinking toolbox and uh, we are we are working on different challenges um, using the design thinking methodology. I don't want to say methodology, but let's let's leave it like this. Um, I also just include design sprint activities as they are simply very easy to replicate, and we can mix and match different methods to reach different goals. So it is the thing uh, just. Let me recap. The thing is, design sprint, it's a, not a something which is, you know, just came out of nowhere. It is also, uh, only, only uh, toolbox of methods that are just nicely grouped together to deliver certain results. But I believe that they should be deeply understood as a, simply blocks of uh, activities that can move different things forward and you need to understand what is the result of uh, applying a method a tool and then see uh, whether it matches your workflow matches your need and moves you forward yeah so i'm not the person who believes that design sprint is a this is the only method method to work with it's only a, a gathering <laughs> gathering cool ideas together in a sense, uh, in a reasonable way, but you need to um, be able to extract certain methods and work with them independently. What is, for example, the core, um, the core idea behind this uh, for me that works outside the design sprint is, for example, um, working together alone. This idea just works pretty much in every session I conduct. And it doesn't matter what it's all about, if it's a structured session or less structured. Yeah, so for example, such, such a way of thinking and facilitating meetings, facilitating sessions work best for me. Since both you and I have an affinity for service design, the aspects of the design sprint process working with elements or activities of the of service design when applied in a practical manner i don't see uh, this much such a um, distinction between activities from design thinking or service design thinking as or service design and design sprint activities design sprint activities i would say and the whole approach of design sprint um 
is a set of methods methods that can be applied even to the um, sprint-like approach to the service design, and it really depends on the on the um, on the challenge and the um, the goal we are having. So I don't see a problem with mixing and matching. For example, what really um, for me as a thing that helps people move forward is like dot voting which is so popular in design sprint and everybody knows it and it gets very uh, simply gets very popular thanks to design sprint this is the way i perceive it at least uh, for example such um technical aspects of design sprint being tra uh, translated to the service design activities make them more efficient help to solve problems and decide and move forward and the thing that uh, was blocking or stopping activities in service design at least from my experience was this uh, this lack of decisiveness and um, letting things go and um, giving the space for uh, testing and proving if we are right or wrong. And um, design sprint approach allowed us to speed up the process, to speed up the iterations, to open up more um, for being wrong, in fact. So this kind of thinking that is embedded in the design sprint helped to iterate faster and um, start to being less attached to the solutions and concept and um, ideas behind um, behind the for example in the research phase or in the conceptual phase yeah so merging those two approaches helps simply speed up the process at least in the which is very important in the business perspective I agree they're always looking for time and cost efficiencies when it comes to their work Regardless of what kind of business outcome they eventually get, they definitely want to save money and time. Yeah, and it helps a lot and produces um, tangible results at the end. So merging with two approaches definitely works uh, best in the business environment. I don't even in the um, nonprofits, uh, it also works well as it's. Uh, the resource, the precious resource, the is the time, time of participants. I mean, in the nonprofits that I also support. So, yeah, design uh, sprinting helps a lot. So I'm very big into virtual design sprints. I'll be doing a lot more talking and speaking and doing in that genre. What's your opinion of those? What do you think of them? Actually, we are working on some uh, some projects that will involve uh, virtual design sprints, and it is the thing that clients really prefer. And it's um, it will be a challenge for us, but we decided to start up a project uh, with meeting on site, and probably working together um, on site for the first day or maybe organize a um, short session. It was like one month ago we prepared a 
on, on-site session, um, rather so, some kind of research session with personas involved or uh, the business goals um, decided on and some kind of strategic session, which allowed us to get to know one another, to build the trust that is very difficult to be built uh, when working online without seeing each other face to face. So after um, the trust is is built, we can move to the digital channel. And it was a a very, um, one of the insights that um, I have from this year is that groups working online work more efficiently. And the quality of their work is definitely much higher. Maybe it is a kind of bias um, because it were these were only two projects, but um, it was a very um, observable situation when people who were just inter- interacting on site uh, at one table they were definitely more uh, less focused than those who were. Uh, working on a digital um, in the digital channel using real time board or mural because these these are the tools that we are currently using uh, depending on the project uh, yeah so working in a virtual uh, v- a virtual space um, brings out the best of people they the interactions that stops creativity uh, creativity or biases just um, being uh, being mitigating by the fact that people are not observed by others, and I think that it is a value that it's not visible enough, for example, online, and it should be stressed, stressed really as a benefit of working in a virtual um, in a virtual workspace. Um, yeah, but the trust and getting to know one another is the thing that may prevent as uh, may t- may prevent working as smoothly as um as as being simply set on site you're going to be doing some design thinking training soon or that you have been doing in the past yeah week. can you kind of speak to that a little bit those are internal trainings for our, our clients uh, as more and more organizations simply want to um uh, want to benefit uh, benefit from this kind of working, so uh, they're simply uh, structured around their current problems to help them solve them in a different way that it was done before. So these are for trainings for the digital teams from the cli- uh, from the uh, companies from our clients at Intel. Um, and I'm currently involved in preparing such sessions um, customized for every team that uh, we are meeting. And uh, it was in December that I was very busy with that stuff. And uh, the for- first quarter of the 2018 also, I will be traveling and meeting people and working on, a, on these sessions. These are in te- in, in really... Um, hectic and not a hectic sessions but very busy and um, simply getting amazing results but at the same time very exhausting for the participants Um, after each session um, 
which is a benefit for the team that gathers. I prepare extensive handouts to explain uh, all the activities that we were uh, conducting and the whole flow to understand what are the results after each exercise and how to apply them in their, in their work. So it is one of the things that I'm working on. It's not only the session, but um, but also the follow-up uh, material that will help them implement the things that they've learned, discovered into their current workflow. So uh, this is my main focus uh, at Intif currently. What do you What do you really enjoy about that? I mean, what, what is it? The engagement with other people? Is it teaching people about the process? What brings you back to doing that over and over again? What What's your interest? Um, I love working with people and helping them discover the things that are just in front of them, but the, but the fact that they are so focused on a um, small, small fragment of the workflow of their organization, they just miss it. So making them discover things, making them engaged and simply laugh and smile at the end. Um, the, the sessions are very, um, very active. So lots of moments uh, are simply like laughs and bursting of laughing, you know. So um, these are energizers in the course of the current day-to-day uh, -day working. So I love to inspire people. Uh, some, of, uh, some of the participants right now are in the process of changing, um, changing their jobs and um, looking for something which will bring them more closer, closer to the design field as it simply sparked it's sparked this interest uh, in them that there there is a domain that helps you to be closer to the world, uh, changing the world, uh, the world, and changing the way um, they their daily job is being conducted. So yeah, uh, discovering, uh, helping them discover not only um, what they can do better about their job, but also discover something about them. So this is the thing that drives me, yeah. So how does that compare to the Creativity Jam that you're going to be doing in January? Uh, creativity Jam, it's a simply a result of my interest of um, creativity trainings uh, that, um, that are simply a thing of um, helping people uh, think in a more um, flexible way and finding out different things uh, that are simply not accessible uh, to, to, their, um, to, to, to their mind without uh, this previous training. It is like a muscle. You, it can be trained. So um, definitely uh, at the very beginning, we started in Intif to uh, train uh, designers and other uh, professionals um, before uh, simply just during their, their work to ignite some um, ideas to make them work more flexible. And it's, it sparked an interest in, in general in people um, in my area. And um, I collaborate closely with a um, non-profit organization that uh, simply hosts uh, create, uh, creativity jams, uh, service design jams, um, so it is one of the events that is planned for January um, and it is like planned for a three hour session that is not, um, 
it is the goal is not to create anything specific but to help people learn how to set them in the mood of creating things differently um, and simply to train the muscle being creative thinking differently so such session is planned for January and um, but the goal my main goal is to create a regular uh, regular meetings around this idea like a creativity gym I, I was inspired by the guy in Vienna probably I just stumbled upon his uh, creativity gym uh, as I was about to set my own one <laughs> named in the same uh, in the same way um, that will simply uh, allow people get to know the myth methods that can use uh, that they can use in everyday life. Just to uh, one thing, one benefit is to get relaxed, and another thing to see things differently in a more flexible way. So you were actually thinking about doing something like this, and then you found somebody. You said Switzerland, or you you saw that in a different part of the part of the remote part of Europe, and you were like, "Hey, wait a minute." And that's kind of what I was thinking about and basically had a, pl had a blueprint to move forward with, if I'm, if I'm understanding you correctly. Yes, definitely. And it's in Vienna, yeah, when you can exercise creativity and design skills. Uh, and simply uh, it struck me that um, it is the thing that I would need to do really um, to move forward my interest in creativity uh, trainings. So this is one of my projects that uh, will simply be tested early this year. And, may, and I hope that uh, I will focus on this uh, next year. So for reference, and I've, I haven't really posted this, but part of the virtual design sprint we're doing in April is going to involve charities. I think that in April, we're probably going to venture out and see if we can get uh, some help to local charities and get them involved with the design sprint process so that designers from all stripes from different regions can basically come together around a cause rather than just going through the motions and understanding how to do the design sprint process. I think there's a better chance of getting people involved that there's meaning and purpose behind some of those activities. I mean, what do you think? Yeah, definitely. And it is uh, the thing that is um, um, very popular in my area too. And this kind of thinking that we should um, engage designers to help charities and to um, make them benefit from the th uh, resources, creative resources that I have, uh, are available. Uh, and I think that it is a perfect uh, thing to uh, gather um, simply people from different regions and with different experiences and perspectives to solve and support such uh, um, social organization it, it is even better than helping um local charities by local designers as being uh, being simply located in different regions can bring uh, can simply facilitate this different perspective uh, and um uh, simply making making them um help in a better better way simply merging different ideas from different countries yeah i completely agree i think there's a lot of merit to it i'm going to see what it's like in april but um definitely looking forward to the possibility of getting uh of having designers given that that capacity i think there's a lot of there's a lot of meaning to it and probably it would create a lot of special uh yes special yes. occasions so I guess I, to wrap up a few other questions, where are you hoping to take yourself professionally next year? In 2019, uh, what would you call a really good year for yourself and what would be a great year? 
I would say that the most important thing in 2018 is to um, help me strike the balance, the right balance between the professional uh, activities and um, simply work-life balance. And that is the main goal for me. Another thing is to um, get people, get a lot of designers locally involved in the creativity gym that will just make their creative confidence better and the awareness of the process, of the design process in the area um, simply more uh, recognized and understood by young designers. And what is uh, what lies very up my heart is helping some people I mentor currently to uh, get their first um, first job as UX designers. Thankfully, in this market right now, user experience and experience design and product designers have a lot to choose from. It probably won't be that way in the future, but the market was really, really good for those disciplines in 2018. And I'm hoping that continues into 2019 for them. Yeah, I definitely see it as we're simply, a lot, there are a lot of um, posts, uh, of course, opened, but at the same time, um, I feel there's a need uh, to guide those young designers into understanding what their, uh, what their role is. And sometimes a lot of job offerings simply don't offer a supportive team because they are just like hired as a single designer in the organization and people without proper understanding what their role is and the team also does not understand they need to fight for uh, really for the space and for the influence they need to have to uh, simply do their job properly so i think that this not a, there is a lot of job uh, job open openings uh, in Poland uh, at least, uh, and often uh, the job uh, does not require from designers, for example, um, research or strategy skills. They don't understand it and just like limit to UI UX skills. And uh, this is the thing that I am working with uh, young designers to um, make them aware that their job is. Uh, involves much larger influence on the whole product. And that's the kind of thing I try to really uh, emphasize with, with young practitioners is that you can let the market dictate where you go, but in this day and age, where we are right now with as good as we have it online, you have the ability to basically set the narrative so you can set the engagement on how people perceive you and what you can do professionally. Definitely. Lots of words of really that that, that sparks this. Uh, There's the same the same um, perspective in me. Yeah, I see. Thank you, and I think that it will be the thing that will be also transplanted in their this youngsters' minds to see to find themselves to find the, their own voices, their own to build their awareness, and they should be even informed and made aware that this awareness is something about themselves something to be searched for and developed just by being involved in different endeavors. Yeah. And I, I think you're in an ideal position being where you are in your company and, and with the experience you have to really speak to that narrative and to really encourage like people again for their, for their first engagement, wherever it may be to really set the stage for what they want and, and to, to go after what they really are interested in. Yeah, definitely. 
and this is the thing that should be applied to every uh, every person like it should be uh, you know uh, taking each person individually and their needs should be, and the, the tasks and the tests that they should be um, applied simply cut out to to the person and not to be uh, simply uh, I'm just screwed <laughs> the whole thing but the, the idea behind it the, the, uh, the core idea behind it is to take everyone uh, individually to understand their needs and help them uh, test themselves in many different situations because only in this way they can discover what they want to master and when they feel simply uh, feel the best. And you can be part of that journey as well. Yes, I hope so. Well, be, if, if, yeah. we're, if we're talking next year, 2019, if you and I are talking again in December, what are you doing? I hope to be um, closer to the service design field uh, and um, taking an even uh, taking even more um, assignments as a facilitator and creative sessions facilitator. This is the thing that I'm going to work towards this year. Fantastic. And if people want to track what you're doing and want to check you out online, where should they go? Just observe me. I just like LinkedIn activity and Instagram activity. And when will you be posting dates and times for the creativity jam that you had spoken about before? Is that eventually going to come around? Uh, yeah, that will be posted in the local uh, events, uh, Eventbrite um, probably, or other tool that is used for such announcement. It will be certain. It will certainly reach to uh, the people via Facebook events, uh, Facebook event page that will be set up for this reason. So everyone uh, located in the area, in my area, will be certainly uh, post uh, just informed by Facebook and even Bright. Fantastic. Well, Anna, thank you very much for coming on the show. It was a pleasure talking to you and uh, I'm sure we're going to talk a lot next year. Thank you. Thank you very much. And I keep my fingers, fingers crossed for your plans for the 2019 too. <laughs> Thanks again for listening to the Dallas Design Sprints podcast. If you have a question or comment about what you heard on today's show, Email me direct at robert at dallasdesignsprints.com. You can also find me on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Pinterest. Just do a Google search for Robert Scrobe or ask a friend and see if they know. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next time.